This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Who is Cam Kander? No, Miss Ivanka, it's a severed finger. Severed finger? That's unfortunate. Another severed finger? This was just like Mr. Fezziwig talks crumpets. Oh my, look at that! What is it, Mr. Fezziwig? Why, I do believe it's a severed finger! Seems Cam Kander may have had an obsession with severed fingers. From me, BK Will, in conjunction with Trojan Cat Media, a division of Corp, comes Who is Cam Kander? This is episode three, Filthy Nuns and Severed Fingers. Cam Kander, the most prolific fiction podcaster of all time actively creating audio dramas for over 15 years, their identity hidden, their social media profile non-existent, and then one day, they vanish without a trace. I'd been searching for Cam Kander with no luck, following leads that came to a dead end. I'd been hoping for a clue, any clue, and I wondered, what if the clues were buried in the works themselves? Oh, yeah, severed fingers are definitely a recurring theme in the works of Cam Kander. This is Martina Turkle, president of the Cam Kander fan club in Spokane, Washington. Just to clarify, I am the president of the fan club for the entire Pacific Northwest now. Oh, congratulations. A promotion, then. More of an expansion. Increased responsibility. Interest in Cam Candor is growing since this podcast started. Do you think Cam would be pleased? I think they are ecstatic. You're using the present tense. That's interesting. Cam Candor is out there, listening, waiting to make their glorious return. Like a cult leader? No, like a messiah. Now, you mentioned a recurring motif in Cam Candor's shows, severed fingers. Can you tell us more? Absolutely. Cam Kander was obsessed with fingers. They figured into many of the shows. In fact, there's even a show called Pincher. It's a rom-com about a kleptomaniac with a missing finger. Pincher will steal your heart. That was the tagline. Cute, I think. Let's listen now to a portion of Pincher. You make me whole. See these missing pieces? Oh my. You fill them in. You do. I'm sorry, have we met? I'm Pete Pincher, and I love you, even though we've just met. Uh, 
correction. We've only half met. I know your name, but you don't know mine. That will change once I get your digits. I'm sorry, my... my what? I meant your phone number. Oh, what the hell? Live dangerously, isn't that what they say? I see this ending one of two ways. Either with my heart forever in your trust, or with my head forever in your refrigerator. My name is Daphne, by the way. Daphne! Beautiful name! <gasps> oh no! My wristwatch! It's gone! It was a precious family heirloom. <sighs> a total bummer about the watch. Let's find it together. Missing fingers are definitely a motif throughout the works. It's probably symbolic of something deeper. Is it possible Cam was just a perv with some weird fetish, like Tarantino with feet? Or Army Hammer with all the body parts? Exactly. No, I'm sorry, that's not possible. So, this finger thing, maybe it was some kinky obsession. Or was it an affliction from which Cam Kander suffered? Or maybe Martina Turkle was right. It was symbolic somehow. And I was desperate for clues, so I turned to an expert. In dreams, to see your fingers injured or severed represents a loss of trust or faith. This is Guy Anonimo, a dream analyst from the London Institute of Symbology. It suggests that you are letting a situation dominate you. You may be literally losing your grip on life. To dream that your fingers have been chopped off denotes an anxiety about accomplishing some demanding task. The task at hand, so to speak. Well, this was a mind-blowing revelation and may have reinforced a theory made by psychologist Wilhelm Monoclear. Self-sabotage. It's what people do to avoid the fear of rejection. By sabotaging yourself, you can see the failure coming ahead of time, and so you can prepare for it, psychologically speaking. The puzzle that was Cam Kander still had so many pieces missing. Who else could I talk to? Doing a simple internet search of Cam Kander's name, I discovered Missy Abstract, an associate professor at New York's Neuer School, who teaches a symposium entitled The Feminist Movement from Simone de Beauvoir to Cam Kander. In my opinion, Cam Kander is, without a doubt, an important figure in 21st century feminist theory. Up there with Naomi Klein. Really? How so? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You only have to consider the deeply nuanced, filthy nuns of the Holy Roman Empire to understand Cam Kander's importance in the movement. It's a veritable treatise on the fourth-wave feminism that emerged around 2012. Okay, humor us. What is, or was, fourth-wave feminism? It's a few things, but in a nutshell, it's intersectional, empowered, sex-positive. It's queer, trans-inclusive, body-positive. You see fourth-wave feminism popping up in content, from cutting-edge artists making radical statements about race, class, gender, sexuality, and body autonomy. And Kander was one such cutting-edge artist? Absolutely. Consider this show. It's a drama set in 1327, in an isolated abbey in medieval Italy. A gender-ambiguous and intellectually nonconformist friar becomes the confessor to a group of religious postulates. These women have taken a vow of silence and sexual liberty. Hold up. They've taken a vow of silence? How does that work in an audio drama? 
The story comes from the point of view of the friar Abdo, who is recording their lascivious detailed confessions in the Abbey's secret-coded manuscripts. It's an ingenious melding of Umberto Eco's masterpiece, The Name of the Rose, and TV's Desperate Housewives. Are there any severed fingers in it? Why would there be severed fingers? Is that a real question? We'll get into filthy nuns of the Holy Roman Empire in a moment. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Professor Missy Abstract of New York's Newer School was certain Filthy Nuns of the Holy Roman Empire was a boldly progressive feminist manifesto. I'll let the listeners decide. Here now is one of the less explicit scenes as Friar Abdo recounts one nun's confession. My head banged against the confessional booth, sending my rolled bonnet askew, my veil asunder. As he pawed at my scapular, I could feel the heat pulsing through my nodding other bits. There was a lot of cloth between his hand and what was surely heaven. A kirtle, a tunic, another tunic, a third tunic, and under that, my trusty hair shirt, which was not doing its job, thank you very much. Bless me, Father, I whispered. My leg clamped against his back, inviting him closer. My hands cupped his Just then, he drove his into my which I never even knew existed. Then as we to the being confessional, there was a tiny knock at the door. We froze as the door creaked open, and there she was, Regina, the prioress, wearing nothing but a smile and a wisp of braided leather around her trim waist. She looked me up and down with crucial speculation and said, hmm, two's a party, three's a conclave. What do you say? We didn't survive the Black Plague for nothing, right? I realized I'd never be able to do this show justice because we had to bleep the explicit content. And with filthy nuns, well, it was pretty much all dirty bits. Maria Machadei, illa fornicati, sunt et in ignum ut capillum. Oh, and some of the narrative was done in Latin. I suspected it was also filthy. Here again, Missy Abstract. Yes, this is a stunning work of intelligence, linguistic complexity, and thematic richness. You can see that, yes? Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily seeing that, but I'm not the scholar. What? It's written with unmistakable virtuosity, riveting, compulsively alluring, and deceptively analogous to our times. This is the work of an intellectual. How else to explain Candor's prodigious use of Latin? Sure, but Google Translate was around then. Ugh, another Philistine. I cannot. Hello? 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 A postmodern feminist treatise? It's porn. Porny porn. The porniest porn. This again is fan club president Martina Turkle. It's a for sure bodice ripper. But since they're nuns, it's more like a wimple ripper. Good stuff. At least the pilot was. It could have become the next Bridgerton, which, as you know, is now currently in its 16th season with four spin-off shows. Cam Cander could have had a juicy franchise, but we never had a chance to find out. 
because, as with all of their work, it died with the pilot. Died with the pilot. Here we were, back at square one. No farther along in my attempt to answer the question, who is Cam Kander? In fact, I was more confused than ever. This path of discovery had branched off into trails which veered in wildly different directions. We had people who thought Cam Kander was an intellectual, a feminist philosopher, and then some who thought Cam was a tawdry pulp writer, peddling in scandal. It begged the question, how do we regard the work when we know nothing about the creator? Can we really accept art in a vacuum? People may not want to admit it, but we do take into consideration the artist when we regard the art. That psychologist Wilhelm Monoclear. It's unconscious, really, but we do make judgments about, say, the authenticity of the work based on the artist's bona fides, gender, race, social economic status. It colors our perceptions. And if we find out something about the artist that's particularly unsavory, illegal, or not in line with our ethics... Based on the severity of the grievances, it could lead to us boycotting the artist, or what they used to call back in the 2020s, cancel culture. We reject the artist's work. Like Woody Allen. I'm sorry, who? Exactly. Are you inferring that Cam Candor is this Woody Allen person? I'm, I'm saying no such thing. You keep bringing up Woody Allen. Am not. You are too. You seem obsessed with Woody Allen. Can we pivot? We can try, but I sense your compulsion to keep talking about Woody Allen will bring us back eventually. Fine. Okay. Resetting. We find we make judgments about the art based on what we know about the artist. But what happens when we are absent any information about the artist at all? We have no choice but to project ourselves. And Cam Candle is a Rorschach test. You can see what you want to see. And apparently, you see Woody Allen. <sighs> Here we go. The polarizing opinions and analysis of filthy nuns of the Holy Roman Empire had given me much to think about. Alone in the quiet of my bedroom, just then, my phone pinged. There was a message on my tip line. This is a message for BK Will. My name is... Oh, forget it, I, I can't tell you who I am, but I have reason to believe you are being followed by a Russian intelligence agent. Be careful. Watch your back, that is all. Oh, what fresh hell is this? If you have any information on Cam Kander, Please reach out to us on Twitter at Cam Kander. Or if you've heard of a lost Cam Kander show, let us know and we'll research it. It could become the basis for one of our episodes. Next time on Who is Cam Kander? Hello? Shannon? It's, it's BK Will. Is this a good time? Uh, yeah, this is perfect. Shannon Perry was the creator and showrunner of the wildly popular science fiction comedy podcast, Oz9, who had some information she wanted to share. Well, I was aware of all these Cam Kander shows at the time. I mean, a lot of us were. And I didn't think there was just one person behind Cam Kander. I, I thought Cam Kander was like the Alan Smithy of podcasting. Like You made this thing that you didn't want to put your name on. I'm embarrassed to admit it but I put out a show under the name Cam Kander. This is BK Will. Visit us at camcander.com for clues, 
intel, and ways you can help fund the important search for Cam Candor. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's a tale of learning and healing. We've got a whole province going to see one overworked witch in a candy cottage that's been chewed to pieces by the local kids. Of fairies and magic. You're touching the sapphire of assessment! I'm not touching it! I'm just putting my hand near it as I focus my brainial waveforms on it. Stop it! I'm not even touching it! Of struggle against the odds. This is my team. They may not live up to your vision of a perfect, efficient department. They don't live up to my vision of a stampede in a barnyard. Ooh, Kingly, that's how you know it's working. And now, it returns at last. Alba Salix, Royal Physician, Season 2. Alba Salix, Royal Physician, from Fable and Folly. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts or look us up at fableandfolly.com.